This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review Expendables 4, plus the writer's strike coming to a close as the WGA and AMPTP agree to a deal. What will be a bigger bomb, the Marvels or Aquaman 2? The creator getting great early reviews, but not expected to make much at the box office. John Woo's first American movie in 20 years gets a release date and more, all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, September 25th, 2023. This is Norm MacDonald, and you're listening to the, uh, uh, hang on, I got it here. Uh, it says, the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Known for their series of gay erotica found on Amazon, huh? No? That's not that? Oh. <laughs> well, I fucked that up, I guess. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. Let's give it up. Hello, listener. What's up? Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. Boing. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the Nerd. And joining us, a member of the elite felty assassin black ops group. There are a bunch of puppet mercenaries go by the name the Lunchables. <laughs> He goes by the name Roadkill because that's what he eats. But we call him Rug Boy. What's up, Rux? I am the baddest of them all, and I still wear glasses to uh, to find my sniper. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that was going on in that movie. Yeah, you need bifocals at this point. I need, bif- I need binoculars. Long blonde hair wig. I think, I think the end of that was just, if you just drink, you'll be more accurate. I'm trying to do that. I'm drinking now. Yeah, I don't know if it's working. It's a real bad message in that movie. We'll get to that. Like that kind of don't listen. But uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. But before we get to all that, we're going to shoot the shit. Got some big news to get to. Let's do it. The Jock and Ned Podcast. I have a very important Hollywood strike update after four or five days of negotiating the WGA and the AMPTP have agreed to a tentative new three-year contract on day 146 of the writer's strike. Holy shit, it's almost over. Oh, shit. Sort of. Technically, it will be over. The strike is still on, but this is uh, this is both sides agreeing. The WGA said, Quote, we can say with great pride that this deal is exceptional with meaningful gains and protections for writers in every sector of the membership. They haven't released uh, what the details are, but I read and I listened to a lot of stuff, and it sounds like they are getting uh, the minimum pay increased. Sounds like they're uh, residuals. They will get residuals, performance-based residuals for streaming and uh, some protection, broad protections with AI but also giving the studios a chance to experiment. Uh, these were kind of the big sticky things that they were left. But uh, the CEOs like came out over like what they were negotiating Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like fucking Bob Iger and Ted Sarandos and Zaslav came and met. So when that happened, that meant fucking something was happening. 
Uh, I can't wait to see the details of this. Now, they still have to ratify it. They still have to vote, but they have suspended picketing, but they're still on strike for probably another week or two. Meanwhile, the actors uh, are are still on strike. SAG's on strike 73 days. Uh, the AMPTP hasn't even begun talking to them this whole time because they were just focusing on the writers. So uh, celebrate. Huzzah. People get back to work. It's all good stuff. Comment. What did you guys see? I, uh, I'm glad that they, they got to this because a lot of people are out of work, not just the writers. And, uh, it's good if they, it's not, it's only a tentative deal. They're not a hundred percent going back to work yet. Right. That's, that's yeah, what, what, I they, mean, what you said. They still have to look at it and then like vote to on codify it. it and all yeah, that they got to vote on it. Like all 11,000 people have to vote to ratify the deal. Right. So. I'm sure there's still going to be like back and forth, but I think they're going to they, there's so many people that are depending on them to go back to work that they're probably going to just agree at this point. And that's good because, um, yeah, it's affecting a lot of people. I know. I mean, John Blotty, we yeah. know him. He's yeah. being affected. Scott's being affected. We have a lot of people that we know uh, are being affected by this. Yeah, so, yeah. You have situations like talk shows with that employee. Like daytime talk shows employ four or five hundred people, and if they had one WGA writer, all those people can't go to work, right? Because of the one guy. So I think you'll see talk shows come back pretty quickly first, but then uh, some productions can start, but the actors can't act. Anthony, do you think the actors uh, are going to come to a deal soon after seeing this? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I don't know what soon. What qualifies as soon, but you would assume getting their writers first, because this has been going on for longer. I think this was, you know, the first step in, yeah. in the right direction. So I would assume if when when the if the actors have, you know, they probably already found this out a while ago, but this probably makes them a little bit more uh, eager to get to the table and, and figure it out. So, yeah, this is all around. This is good stuff. I, I haven't really looked over anything, so I don't know what the deal looks like, but... It was good. It was good. It's, it, it's been, you know, we 146 days Almost thus far. I think, uh, you know, it's time. Second longest. They didn't beat the 154 from uh, 1988. That is the longest. But this go, will go down as the second longest. And the big question and discussion everywhere that I was stuff that I was hearing and reading is who won this war? Right. And and it's hard to tell because they're not going to be releasing the details of exactly what everybody agreed on until later. But it's going to be interesting to see who did win. Did the writers get everything they wanted? Uh, obviously, both sides are going to have to compromise. But it sounds like there's going to be a lot of changes moving forward. And they did deal with the AI situation, as it were. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this. but here's the thing, too, like things have been so stalled for so long. Like there's, it was getting to a point where, you know, everything was getting pushed back. Yeah. So, you know, this is good. And at least they can start getting, you know, they might not be able to film stuff yet, obviously, but at least they can start with these scripts and like getting some dates about, you know, ready back on the calendar. And cause everything was getting pushed back, you know, like all yeah. the, all the stuff that was supposed to come out in the fall, everyone, all the, all the streamers and big studios were bracing for a long, cold winter and pushing everything back. So, yeah, I mean, it almost looked like it might have gone till next year. 
So they can start writing new things, but then all the things that were in production that needs that actors that are paused, those still have to wait. But now you can like work on the script, I guess. Like I'm sure Ryan Reynolds will immediately start writing jokes for Deadpool. So that when they get back to work, uh, he can change everything they already shot. Stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know. But it's very exciting. And uh, man, there's everybody like the, the auto workers went on strike. Everybody uh, is the year of the strike here. Uh, you go on strike. I'm gonna, you go on strike. My voice went went on strike for it three just, weeks. It just so <laughs> happens that this is the type of time where a lot of contracts are up. It's like a the cycle, right? Yeah. So, uh, it's weird though. I'm happy that this will get resolved because they, from what I hear, they're getting a lot of what they asked for. So they should kind of take it i believe yeah one of the but. details i heard was like they 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 have to use human if they use ai they have to credit human people uh i guess it has to go through a person or whoever's prompting it and editing yes, it i guess so you want yeah but then yeah and then but then the i think the movie studios probably still will get to experiment a little bit uh but yeah Bloody get back to work basically <laughs> vacation <laughs> right, get your shit Good, Let's go. Good luck at uh, Kaiju Brooklyn. Also, everyone attending. How long do you think it's going to take for them to uh, get this? Everybody get back to work. So like two weeks. Yeah. One week? I think the last time I've read traditionally at this point, it takes another week or two for it, the thing to be ratified and for people. But they're saying uh, production back by like Thanksgiving for sure at, at this rate. So and I think the uh-huh. SAG thing will probably end soon, if not a week or two after this. Uh, because now they can they can talk to the actors and uh, make a deal with them. So, and the fact that WG, WGA seems happy, saying the deal is exceptional. That's good. Was were actors having such a comprehensive problem as writers? I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's well. What you mean as far as what they were striking for? The AI. They're also striking for AI. Yeah, I mean, they're AI good residuals in because the, yeah, they're all yeah. like. This whole thing was about like streaming, right? And how like they don't get any back end or any residuals from streaming. And uh the truth is, is the streaming doesn't have that money. <laughs> right. They they fucking use all that money to create content and they they don't have money for residuals. So um but they yeah, they were going for that and they were going to protect their likenesses for AI so they can make money off their likeness that they have a right to it and they have to get paid for either like this being used. I think those are two things that they were like, they're big on the plate. Yes. Yeah, so I don't see a reason. Like, I think that the writers were way more in danger of being replaced. Like you can't replace actors a hundred percent. Yes. Like, anyways. Yeah. Damn. It's me. I mean, it just would be too cost, not cost effective to have a, a, at this point to fully render a person for like two hours, you know? Right. Perfectly. Right. Like to do it for like 15 seconds, they can't even do it yet. But, with, so. but without writers, like you don't even get to the actors. Everything halts, right? Then, yeah. So, what's more important? What is a bigger impact? Uh, we will see. But I think the SAG, uh, the, yeah, they were also talking about residuals. The writers will get residuals. So, I think the streaming companies are going to start paying out. They're going to have to start paying out residuals to both, which is going to hurt them. Well, a how do you bit. think this affects the business now? I think the, the uh, I would like to think that studios scale back their budget and like, all right, look, maybe we don't need to spend fucking three hundred million dollars on a movie anymore because uh, it's going to cost more. I don't know. What do you think about 
content? Like, what about lopping off all of these productions that are making no money? Oh, that's interesting. Because they were in, like, all of these streamers were in the business of, like, let's try and get every demographic. Let's make content that no one's watching on a big percentile. Right, 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 right. And that's not lucrative. Like, like, that's not where you're going to make money. So they need, uh, they need to cut a lot of stuff that they're investing in right now. Yeah, I definitely think you're going to see a reorganization of streaming and what what that I mean. You're already seeing a lot of the streamers cut back on the amount of content, as you mentioned, and even their libraries are just cutting back. So I think, I think even Bob Iger said in in the in the recent in some recent like financial meeting that uh, they're going to start like you know redirecting their focus on things. So. I mean, it's happening in every country, right? I just read, or every company, I read Stars canceled like three shows just today. One of them is that show Heels that Stephen Amell is in. Uh, I think they just put out a second season. HBO has winning time, second season drop, and they canceled the show after two seasons. They put a lot of money. The show is fantastic, right? Great cast, great production. It was not getting the ratings. Uh, they were looking for. But if you think about network TV. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which nobody watches anymore. It's for old people. Yeah. I watch the voice sometimes. Well, you're old. <laughs> I watch um, network TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking when nice. a show came out that week, if it didn't get ratings, they would cancel it. Like there would be one episode into a show and cancel no, it. Two episodes what, on of- network? No, it used to be. Yeah. They gave it like they gave it time to develop. Like no way. Like look it up. There've been there, there have been people that there have been seasons of that can't that got canceled like within like three or four on episodes streaming. In. So there may have been some, but I think of like the early seasons of Seinfeld. That was like not good, but they held on, and it didn't. It got better in like two and three. Uh, but there are cases of the quick cancellation also more now so than ever. But back then you would milk a show for nine seasons, even though there's no more ideas and you're recycling fucking plots. They didn't milk care. that teat, milk it. And it just gets bad. And the show jumps the shark. The shows don't even get a chance to get close to the sharks these days. So there's a list of TV episodes yeah. of a TV series that got canceled of one episode. Yeah. What's on there? Uh, let me put it into the chat. What's a, what's on there? For you. And you can see how many fucking shows got canceled after one episode. Uh, one of them is the Hasselhoffs, by the way. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I mean, I never heard any of these shows. It was shows. the Hasselhoff uh, re- reality canceled. show. Uh, yeah. So look at all that. That was a good show. <laughs> it was like his uh, reality show. Okay, Boom. so a- canceled after two episodes. I mean, it's not like super common, but I can imagine. Like, what about like after a month? Not because like if no no advertisers want to put their ads on your show, then you got like a sinking ship. You got nothing, so you have to cancel. They can't make the money back on the show what they're spending. So they're just like, whoops. Uh, these streamers are not as good with money i guess or with oh, the like not. the profit no. yeah. loss thing you know they are just throwing things against the wall no, i mean they were they was all about getting subscribers and the, the longest time it was just well we're growing in subscribers we're growing in subscribers look how many subscribers we have but there was never any there wasn't a lot of uh thought into well great but we're not making any money it was just let's get as many subscribers as we can and it'll raise our stock price and we'll get 
And at some point, we'll figure it out. They're just jacking up the price of the service until like it just becomes like to the point where like I don't want to pay for this anymore. It's not worth the money that I'm paying. It's already not worth the money we're paying for a lot of it. I think uh, a, a lot of them are trying to push people to sign up for like their ad tiers because everybody oh, yeah. has an ad tier and they're going to make more the, money. The ad tier is where they're actually making money right. because people signing up for it, number one. But two, they, that's where they're able to get the ad money, which is the old school TV model, which was commercials. I think if you can do two ad breaks, one in the beginning before you launch the show and one in the middle... And then th- I think that's a, that's the improper amount of ads you can do. That's how like Amazon Freebie works, which is it's nice. There's ads in the beginning. Uh, Hulu has a little too many ads and then one right in the middle. No, when you watch like, I mean, granted, they're free services like Tubi. Right, right. There's a lot of ad, they have a Hulu, lot of ad like breaks. you can't get through any like I, I sling. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that's a pay service. There was ads every fucking minute. I canceled that shit immediately because I was like, no. We we don't I don't want to go back to the days of every five minutes there's an ad and it's worse than like watching TV because you can't like save it and fast forward it like you had they make you watch these ads there's no getting around they figure out a way to force you which is kind of crazy the other thing you know streamers should do like Netflix does this well is they find old shows and somehow turn them into top trending number one show for the week a, a gold mine for them recent example this show suits. Just like a law procedural from like 2014. They just put it on there or it been on there. And it's like the number one show on Netflix for a long now, time. I'm like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Let's say they let's say they um they bring the base price down of like this is going to sound so ridiculous, but whatever. They bring the base price down of uh of the service. So let's say it's ten dollars a month. OK, right. And then you can purchase, if you want, points. Points. Like $5 of points, $10 of points. And you could spend those points on the shows. And like that would pool all the money to those shows. Oh, that's interesting. It sounds annoying, so, though. But I'm just saying, let's say you don't want Game of Thrones to be canceled and you're spending your points. You're making sure that that show's getting the money. That's interesting. This would like also affect residuals. You'd know how popular the show is. They have the streaming data, but if you could. But they have the sub- data, right. but like they have, they have the data, but like it's not money going directly right. to the show. If you could just like tip the show to keep it on the air. Because then they're like, they, they need the data to get the ads. And then they need the ads to get the data to, to get the money so they can make the show. But this would just cut out the middleman. And you could just fund your show that you like. And so you're spending the money anyway. You're spending $20 a month anyway. But at least some of that money is being directly put into the pockets of that show. So if there's a million people every month putting, you know, their points, they I could put all 10 of my points into that show if I love that show enough. Yeah. You know, or I could purchase more points to spend on other shows. But like you, you could spend as little as you want. But like at least. They don't have to resort to like draconian or weird ass like ad models that's going to interrupt the, the service or whatever. It's just weird. There's all these shows that exist and no one watches them. It's just sitting there and then they get taken off. <laughs> yeah, they're just there. And I'm like, I'm never going to watch this ever. I don't know about <laughs> this points model. Code it. Rugs, you're going to have to start programming it yourself. Let's see how it works. Look, it's it's too genius for <laughs> it's like too for normal people to understand. It's just where I'm way ahead of my time. 
yeah. In the meantime, my all my streaming bill is now more than my cable bill used to be. So I don't know what the because think about it. Look at all these kickstarters that get done and all these movies that get funded and all these things that get funded because people just pull their money. I don't know. I don't know about that. It makes it too much work to to watch TV then almost. No, it doesn't. You like things that you like, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess then you'd be really invested in it. Turn everything into like a Kickstarter. Uh, anyways, I'll run that up to uh, HBO. We'll see what they. Yeah, do. yeah run it up there. I'll send. I'll, send yeah. I'll, I'll tell. Send Ted an email. In the meantime, uh, the strike's almost over. Let's uh, move <laughs> on to this. Uh, I wanted to bring forward this question that was posed at our recent Discord hangout last week, which was a lot of wow. fun. You guys were. There was a lot of there. I go. I had a beer. We were getting. We were having being silly. It was actually the most I've laughed in a while. It was a. It was a fun one. It was a fun one. Absolutely. It was a fun one. Was I there? You were there. You were you there. Yeah. Us, you showed us some sneakers. It was very exciting. Oh yeah. We talked about a bunch me. of things. The etymology of uh, clothing items and stuff. Anyways, we also we did, we also talked about if you could live you if you lived forever as a man, your yes. balls would just continue to sag. Yeah, well, yeah, yes. it was about that, giant balls. Yeah, that, that, was yes. point, that was the deal. If you could be immortal, but you have giant balls, would you take that deal? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's a deeper topic than you think. Let me tell you, listener. We, we really got into it. We really it, got by in the way. weeds of that yeah, one. Yeah, we so really explored every that's aspect. the kind of, of fun it. stuff we do on these Discord hangouts. But also on the hangout, I think it was Daryl who asked this question. I thought it was really good. He goes, What will be a bigger bomb? The Marvels coming out in November or Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom? coming out in December. And I was like, oh, that's a really good question for a lot of different reasons. They, but there's some parallels, right? Both of these are sequels to movies that made a, over a billion dollars and are not looking to be that hot as a follow-up. Uh, and while Aquaman is the end of like the DCEU, you have in the Marvels uh, three strong female leads different persuasions you know you got a white woman a black woman a muslim uh pakistani teenager uh well we're gonna see how that plays out and it's a short movie but i wanted to see what you guys think there was a really great article from vanity fair uh with nia da costa who is directing the marvels who is she was 30 when she got the job she is marvel's youngest director ever and the first black woman to make one of their movies. And I think also the first black woman to have a movie with it's this big of a budget directing. Okay. So a lot of first. And uh, the article's great. She, like, talked to uh, Taika uh, Waititi and uh, James Gunn and Ryan Coogler for advice. And Ryan Coogler was just like, be yourself. It's the best advice I can give you. But the question remains, what's going to bomb bigger? And here's another thing that throws a wrinkle into this question. In that Vanity Fair article. The budget was reportedly $130 million, is what they said in that article. But Forbes dug into some stuff and discovered that they actually spent $270 million oh, on the Marvels. The UK gave them a $55 million tax credit that brought the actual budget down to 219 But they spent hmm. 270 not 130 so both these movies are going to have to make what seven, eight, nine hundred million dollars to be profitable, and they probably won't. Anthony, talk it out. Let's start with you. What do you think? This was a tough question it when it was posed to me after I had uh, jumped on last Thursday, and it's still a tough question. 
What is going to be the bigger bomb? Hmm. Marvel's is one forty, but there you were saying two seventy. What's Aquaman's budget? Uh, Aquaman, I don't know. That's probably like two hundred million dollars, at least. Yeah, they're probably similar. Yeah, probably roughly similar budget. Oh man, two, yeah, two hundred five million. Apparently, remember Aquaman had tons <sighs> of reshoots, and uh, Ben Affleck was supposed to be in it. And they don't know where it was going. James Wan said he didn't even know if it was coming out before or after the Flash. Like he didn't know what the fuck was going on. Okay, 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 okay. okay. I got it. Okay, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. If you look at the two trailers, yes, Aquaman looks like the more fun movie. Marvels looks goofy and fun and and wacky, as Nia DaCosta says. Yeah, (laughs) it's a wacky movie. We haven't seen one of those from Marvel in a long time. A wacky movie. Um. If you're just comparing the two trailers, Aquaman looks more wild, fun. They really downplayed Amber Heard. Um, Marvel's has Brie Larson, which is a, a negative. You have the Brie uh, Larson. Also has yes. two characters that you'd had to have watched the TV shows to have understood why they're in this. I think there's a lot more. I think there's a lot more baggage for the Marvels in terms of viewing. Viewing and just overall hate for Brie Larson, whereas Aquaman has the baggage in the form of Amber Heard, but that's kind of eh. You know, it's it's just some baggage. She just probably can't do a shit ton of press. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shit done. Yeah. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Marvels being the oh. bigger bomb. Oh, shit. But... If you someone made a strong argument the other way, I'd probably flip my vote. I, I don't know what to what to expect. Aquaman has the fact that it's a lame duck movie, right? And it's coming off the Flash, but people love Momoa, right? And it does look like fun. And I could see just the casual moviegoer, you know, just going to see Momoa be Aquaman, be bro Aquaman. The Marvels maybe does have a, more of an uphill battle. What are we? I mean, we're coming off of Guardians. Was that the last Marvel movie? Yeah, and Secret Invasion, which was not great. No, secret. And you're picking up with Nick Fury right after that. Rugs, which way? What do you think? It's a toss of a coin, Imran. It might be, yes. It is, but um, let's see. Let's do the comparative math here. Uh, Jason Momoa smiles. (laughs) Brie Larson's smiling. (laughs) I saw her. Yeah, there's a little smiling going on. Uh, What else is going on? Um, Amber Heard, uh, I don't think it's a deterrent for me. Um. As someone who you're actually kind of turned on by it, yeah, I, I poop on the bed all the time. <laughs> it's not a big deal I mean, for me. We said it before, like the you Ezra know? Miller thing was way worse than the Amber Heard. Yeah, thing. this dude was like, yeah, that, he, this dude was like fucking doing crazy shit, and but that uh, movie and bombed. Like, that movie also did not work right. So I think it'll probably do similar numbers as the Flash. To be honest with you, maybe a little bit better, but not much. Well, how much does the Marvels make and it's happy? Like, are we looking at like Ant-Man numbers or Guardians numbers for the Marvels? I don't even think it gets close to Ant-Man numbers. Oh, shit. I think that, you know, even if it doesn't work out, I think that um, the Costa, the director, will get to do a uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor like Ava DuVernay. They did. She did. Oh, oh, no, Ava (laughs) did. Right. I've had that. It's actually pretty good. Uh, the consolation prize uh, for not for not doing a great movie, um, you get to do a Ben and Jerry's flavor. Um, 
Isn't that what fucking wacky? That that's what's happening. I I love all the limited edition Ben and Jerry's flavors. <laughs> it's always exciting. But I'm like, ooh. Well, your movie bombs. <laughs> but here's this flavor: Ben Affleck Buttercup. Let me try that. No, you yeah. should just do that. If your movie bombs, you just come up with a Jer- Ben and Jerry's this, flavor. Uh, check out this sneaker made by collaborate with Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> Wait, Ben and Jerry's made a sneaker. Check it out. Oh, let's see. It's called Chunky Dunky. Ben and Jerry's Chunky Dunky. What? Okay, so it's got cow patterns and some blue and some yellow oh, and mountains. Oh, I see. Oh, it's like Oregon mountains and cow patterns. Would you buy that? Is anybody? It's eighteen hundred dollars. It's a little pricey. What the fuck? It's a, little, it's a might be out of my price range. Eighteen fifty for fucking Ben and Jerry sneakers. What is happening here? There. It was a rare release. If they're called the Chunky Donkeys. Would you wear these Chunky Donkeys? If I could, if I could get my hands on them, I would probably rock. If those that shirts. shoe was made out of, you'd, you'd have to wear them in Vermont. <laughs> Green sole. <laughs> uh, if it was made out of cake and ice cream, I would eat it. Absolutely. It looks delicious. <laughs> ben and it Jerry's comes into like a giant like package with like it looks like a giant ice cream. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Oh, it comes in a big big Ben and Jerry's tub. Yep. Yep. Okay, that so. man, they really are just Nike's just making shoes for for anybody. Huh? Yeah, right when you started talking about the Ben and Jerry's thing, I was like, oh, these guys, I got to show them the sneaker. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> funny. We go, yeah, we went from directors to ice creams to ice creams based on sneakers, sneakers based on ice creams. Uh, personally, so what? It, what is your answer, Rugs? I don't think you give us an answer. Oh, you said it's a coin toss. Yeah, it's like. I don't think that either of them are going to eclipse, like, I would say $300,000. I mean, it's going to be so interesting to see which movie comes farther away from that first billion dollar movie in terms of box office. Like, I, I the best that Aquaman's going to do is 500000 I think, globally. I think the best that the Marbles is going to do is probably four hundred. I think it's good. I think that Aquaman's going to get slightly more because... Aquaman generally was a surprise and a breath of fresh air when it came out, yeah. even though it was like a shitty movie. It was like a fun movie and like about a character no one no one cared about that much, but everybody knew. That's a weird thing, right? To have a, a character that has a large name cachet, but that no one actually gives a fuck about yeah, right. their yeah. their like IP. It's weird. If anything, the na- the the name cachet was a detriment. Because everyone thought of Aquaman as someone that talks to fish mm. and right. all the jokes about him talking to fish. Like, it, But it everybody knows Aquaman. Everybody knows what Aquaman looks like. Everybody knows that, you know, he's a he's a superhero yeah. that everybody makes fun of. So it's like the name recognition, the, the history of Aquaman. And there are actual Aquaman fans. You know, there are for, for real. And um, so all those play into it probably being more successful. Whereas Captain Marvel is not even like a real character. Like this character has been rebooted, redone, never had a series and, and never like stood the test of time. And um, they kind of, I, I, the movie didn't get, uh, it, even though it made a lot of money in, in retrospect, people didn't like it, you know? Right. So I don't know. And then the actress is the movie is has mid. done her thing. So look, so. for me, despite the fact that uh, you know it's the MCU, I'm looking forward to where the story is going to go. Always want to know where it's going. Are they going to set up things for the future? They probably won't. I'm also looking forward to more Miss Marvel, Iman Vellani. She was great. 
But I also I think it actually may be the marbles that pops bigger, which is surprising. Uh, but for all the reasons you guys just laid out, and I would have said Aquaman before, but then I thought about it. I'm like, it might be the Marvels. It's going to come down to. I don't know. It's really tough. It could, yeah, it's really tough. It's going to be close. But it's what's the bigger embarrassment? I see. I think Aquaman, they don't give a fuck. Like if it overperforms, it'll be great. But I don't think they I don't know. I don't so think there's they, less. There's the, the stakes are much lower for Aquaman. I think, uh, you know, the MCU has fall farther to fall if that's the way it's going. Hmm. Yeah, I think ooh, that's a tough question too. I think DC can at least go. Hey, this is the same what we're doing. We're starting so if, over. If, yeah, yeah, it's irrelevant. If, yeah, yeah. Whereas if the Marvels fails, it's just another one of the things where people are going to go shit. Marvels, they're 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 fucked. They're not doing it right. It's all going downhill. Look, there's more evidence of this. It's not. It's not like Marvel is planning to. Well, actually, I've read, heard rumors they might, but it's not like Marvel I wanted to can mention just that. reboot it yes. tomorrow. Yeah, right. Although although there is rumors that Secret Wars might reboot it. That's the rumor so. I heard that they're going to pull. Remember when Marvel did all new, all different, and they gave everything a number one in the comics after Secret Wars on Battleworld, Jonathan Hickman's rumors they're going to do the same thing and recast everybody and start over? Is that That's what you heard, right, Anthony? I did hear that, yeah. yes. Which... I don't know. Maybe you might have to make that move at that point, twenty twenty seven or whatever the fuck. If these, you can't fucking fix some of the shit that's going on. So, wow, that's a huge move, but interesting. I mean, imagine you get all the OGs back and everybody's new, and I don't know. That's crazy, but uh, I think what's actually new. What do you mean coming out from the Marvel, from the Marvel uh, universe? X Men's been done already. Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four's been done. Not by they've. You're talking they completely new. Yeah, they have nothing new that, that, that people would like, or that has some cachet. Yeah, that that hasn't already been done. That won't Daredevil won't be like compared with no, other stuff. Not. Daredevil's been done to death. Oh. They, there, I mean, there is no there is no IP that's new that they haven't done. All the good stuff has been run into the ground. Yeah, and that is why you are seeing them. You know. Do Shang Chi and and Agatha Covenant Chaos <laughs> and Echo like they're they are trying to build new stars, um, and so far mostly unsuccessfully. Echo also I read still coming out all at once, but instead of six episodes, it's only going to be five episodes. That's oh not my a, god, they got rid of one. <laughs> they cut a whole episode. That's not a good sign. Uh, wow, 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 so that'll be fun to watch, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to be up to like these Avengers movies to really shake things up. Do you remember when we started this podcast, or you started this podcast, and I how exciting the appeared. MCU was back and in then, 20, and then Red like, Boy appeared. I yes, don't know, he did. Yeah, I, I manifested myself, but like <laughs> TV was the big thing. Like superheroes on TV were like we were like every week we were watching an episode yep, talking about yep. it, and then. It just took a turn, yeah. and it was we were done with it. it. Fizzled like, out. Yeah. There was no TV shows about superheroes that we would watch yeah. that were like Marvel and DC. There was just we we're done with it yeah. at that point. Yeah. Like even like the Defenders came out from Netflix, we were done with it, and then all the Arrowverse, we were done with it, yeah. and then that's it. So like we're at that point here with the movies now. Yeah. Well, also with the TV shows, that brings up a good point. There was a time when we would watch Arrow. And the Netflix stuff was a little higher quality, but let's just say the Arrowverse, and we were like, "This is great." Yeah, 
this is great television. Yeah. Like we we're enjoying it. There's good storylines. It's about the characters we grew up watching. And then there came a point where one, the quality went down, but two, I mean, it is in the writing, but two, we were like, this shit looks terrible. Yes. And we've gotten to the point where to invest in TV is going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. And it's not the juice isn't worth the squeeze. I mean, they yeah. invested two hundred million into Secret Wars. Every and yeah, every series they do well, yeah. and and people aren't going to ex- people us. We aren't going to accept a, it going backwards. We're not. I mean, there's very rare thing. The only thing that's doing well is that that Superman show. But there's not a lot of fans that are going to watch a show that looks like Arrow these days and go, yeah, that's quality. Yeah, like no one. Yeah. And so yeah, nobody even watched Titans. Right, yeah. so we're just we're we're at a, a point where it's just the bar is so high in terms of just even it looking okay, the amount of money that they need to it's spend not sustainable. That, it's just not worth it. Yeah, it's not going to be sustainable. So either you got to cut everything back and make smaller budgets work or reset. I don't know. The the TV stuff was uh, at the time I thought it was a good idea. Now in retrospect, was it was just not the right move. But that gave birth to like the Disney Plus shows, Marvel shows. No, what I'm saying yeah. that's what I'm saying for Marvel. When yeah. they started doing the oh, Disney yeah, Plus yeah, stuff, yeah, I yeah. was like, "This is great." I was on board. I was like, "We can watch Marvel shit every week, and it'll look like the movies. It's awesome." And then what we realized is, like, one, they can't do TV shows, and two, it's just not sustainable. It was just too much, too, like uh, all at once. Too much, too spread, spread too thin, and they did not use the episodic nature of I feel television like, shows. I feel like Apple and Amazon are doing the right amount of content, yeah, because they put out shows, but they're not like they're not putting out a thousand shows, right? Like Netflix, they're just putting out like maybe like ten, yeah, and then you know you you can dip around and use their movie service and whatever, and then you, it's worth the money that you're paying, I guess, and. uh like with Netflix and a lot of these services, they have they're just generating so much stuff. Especially Disney, they're generating stuff that that uh, it's it's below par at this point. Well, the the only problem though with um, that statement for uh, Amazon is a lot of people hate it. <laughs> Fucking rings of power. Well, that, that and then was the most money spent ever. Citadel was a bomb. They've had a couple of big bombs. Apple does a better job of curating and being more like an HBO. Oh, Apple has better content. Yeah. I'm just talking about the amount of right. content have, like, yeah, that you have to make yeah. to sustain a channel. Like, like Amazon's got the boys. But Am- got a- see, Apple, both of those companies can afford to do that because it's not their main product. I mean, Apple makes fucking right. Well, yeah, Amazon looks as it as looks at it as an added feature yep. for being a Prime member. Yeah. Apple, I think Apple. I don't know what Apple's. I don't know what Apple's philosophy is on streaming. I know they're not the the highest. They don't have the most subscribers at all. Like they're not even close. Yeah, they, I don't really know what Apple. I mean, like, they don't have is. a library, right? But when they put out a show, it's generally really good, and they don't put them out a lot. And it's like still five bucks or free if you buy a fucking Apple product. But I don't. They probably don't give a shit. They make a billion dollars a day on iPhones. And they're like, whatever, do whatever. Well, the, you want. the thing, the thing about Apple too is they've almost become the HBO of streaming because yes. they're doing the best content, yeah, like the most, the most curated, the best in terms of content. And that's funny. Meanwhile, Max has just diluted the HBO of streaming, the actual HBO of streaming with fucking Chip and Joanna Gaines shows and all these other fucking Discovery shows all mixed in over there. 
Uh, but I don't know. They still got good stuff. Anyways, let's. You want to know? So you want to know just real quick the amount of subscribers? Yes. A lot of these. Yeah, yeah. Places have. I don't have apples. Okay. Um, Netflix They're... is at two hundred thirty-eight total. Ooh. Disney declined about eleven point seven, so they're at one hundred forty-six. That's still pretty crazy. Total. Hulu is uh at forty-four million. Peacock, the cock, twenty-four <laughs> million. Max, ninety-five point eight. Oh. Paramount, 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 sixty-one million. Wow. And then if you care, Tubi's at seventy-four million. But I think they're free. Tubi's right? free. Yeah. Yeah. Paramount Plus has more than I thought. AMC Networks is eleven million. Uh, and then I, I don't have Apple and Amazon. Like, how do you know how many people? I but that's all tied with that's Amazon. Prime. Though is t- yeah, you can't measure Amazon yeah, because this, everyone's numbers. buying Prime. Yeah, and they just get it, and they, a lot of people don't even just know. Get it. Uh, don't know they have it. So right. yeah, we'll see. Apple's probably like twenty million or less. They probably they give it least. away for free though. Like if you get yeah. your first, yeah. I I've bought. I, when I first got my iPhone, or when I first had a, for my first when Apple first came out, if you had an iPhone, they gave it away, gave you a year, and then I bought a new iPhone. Give you another, another year. year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're so. literally giving it away. They, so clearly, they don't care about the subscribers. There's just the, does the uh, the cock being the lowest surprise any of you guys? No, it's pretty good though. They have some good stuff and some good channels, and it's if you miss something on like NBC, it's usually streaming there right away afterwards. But. I, that is another case where a lot of people like Comcast was bundling it. A lot of people may not know that they actually have it. And then they have weird tiers and pricing. Yeah, they just went to. So they were up two million in, from Q1. They raised the price of their premium plan with ads to five ninety nine, and their premium plan and their price for premium plus no ads is eleven ninety nine. What's oh, at eleven? Jeez. I'm just noticing that there's a lot of the same stuff on a lot of these things. A lot of the stuff that Hulu has. Prime has a lot of the stuff that um, Max has. Prime has like they cross over a lot. Like hmm. all of the DC superhero movies are on Prime now. Well, I think the cock has all the expendable movies. One of them has yeah. all the expendables. One of them has all the equalizers. I can't remember which. All the Mission Impossibles are oh, on Paramount. Uh, Paramount Plus. Well, the, the cock was heavily. They got WWE. Oh yeah, but they were heavily invested in um, the Olympics. Oh, right. When it first came out. They wanted to launch COVID there. Hit. Yeah, they fucked up their whole fucking launch. So that, that fucked up yeah, their launch plan in 2020. But they have, similar to how, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to get Disney+. Plus. The Paramount Plus has all the Star Trek stuff. So if you're a Trekkie, you're definitely subscribing. And there's some good fucking shows uh, that even I got into now in the Star Trek world. But that's all on Paramount+. Plus. So there's built-in things for everything. Huh. Uh, there's a lot of subscribing going on. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about next week. That movie, The Creator, comes out Yee. this week. Finally, I'm very excited. First, I think it's his name is Tyler. Tyler, the creator, <laughs> is an amazing rapper. I yeah. know that. I know that reference. He's old. You? He's old now. You know Can you name one Tyler, the creator song? No, something about a sweater or something. I don't know. No, I don't. <laughs> but I know I've heard of Tyler, the creator early on. But this is not a biopic about Tyler, the creator. This is, funnily enough, a movie about saving AI, just as uh, the WGA is fighting to protect themselves from AI. John David Washington will be saving some AI. First, re- uh, reactions are out on social media, and they're crazily good, like, astoundingly good. Not only saying this is the best sci-fi movie 
saying uh, this is the best movie of the year. Uh, it's emotional and it's a masterful piece of sci-fi being compared to like Terminator and the Matrix and Blade Runner. Uh, the problem is I don't know how well it's going to do in the box office. It is a, a, a original sci-fi uh, story, which is exciting these days. It is currently, remember, the movie only was made for $80 million. So it looks like it's made for a lot more, $80 million. Currently projected to make somewhere between 15 and $24 million. Opening, opening weekend, weekend. Opening weekend. And they think it's going to finish domestically in the range of 40 to $85 million, which is like, that's just $5 million over what it costs. What day does it come out? This Thursday, Friday. This Thursday. All right. I'm going, I'm going on AMC right now. Buy some tickets. I think partly the marketing is. I want to see if anyone has bought tickets. I, when I, oh, so I bought tickets. Anthony, you bought tickets. When I bought tickets, it was fucking wide open. What about you, Anthony? Yeah. I, well, I didn't buy them. So. Oh, okay. No, there was no, there was maybe one other seat sold, I think, when I purchased these tickets for Thursday. Okay. So I'm looking at the creator early access. So that's seven o'clock on Wednesday. Yeah. 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 And at this point, Wednesday, no, it should be Thursday, seven o'clock Thursday. Well, this one says Wednesday. There's a screen. That's like a special screening. Do you have to check Thursday night? All right. So special screening, it's about 20% full. Okay. Uh, let me check. Uh, but I mean, you got to check, check like the Thursday and Friday seating uh, charts. I will. I, this is what I think. This movie is going to need very good word of mouth to get some legs because that what we talked about the trailers and. They it, the marketing had maybe isn't really done a good job of telling you why you should care about this movie. The last trailer was great, but the first one is just it, you know you see things that are derivative of so many things. Do you think people just pass it by, Anthony? Do you think the marketing has helped this this movie at this point? See, I, I have a I, the marketing has made me want to watch. The okay, movie. okay, yeah. The last trailer maybe it's was because good. me maybe it's because all of us. <clears throat> talk about it and that that helps so yeah. we're i'm a little biased but yeah I, I i thought the trailer was was great i think maybe what's hurting it is one like this is a weird time like late september early september october, is a horrible horrible month horrible time movies, unless yeah. it's a horror movie this yeah. is a horrible time that to release is, a movie yes, that's correct Should, so i don't think that people are really thinking about movies all that that's much a good point that's a good point so i think that um plus you know it's not a brand anyone knows yeah no original ip what's the what's the probability of it being a sleeper like i hope people go to see it and everybody's talking about it and then the following week people go see it i hope that's what happens i think that's what's gonna happen i hope so i i think it come also we don't even know if it's good but we've heard it's good i I mean yeah the rotten tomatoes isn't out i don't think the review embargo is lifted but these these early reactions are got me very excited uh, it's yeah, opening I'm, I'm against pop. Saw Patrol, Paw Patrol, and Saw Ten. I think. It's also I have no out. interest in either of those movies. Saw, so, Saw Patrol. Uh, it's clear well, yeah, the, for the me. Saw Patrol thing was a whole thing. But so looking through all thing. these uh, theaters, twenty uh, percent best uh, at this point in time. Oh man, d- it is competition though. I mean, they do have the Saw. Dumb Money. Dumb Money also comes out this Friday, which uh, that movie looks What's fun. That? That's about the uh, GameStop shorting that the the, oh, the, so, yeah. the online yeah. did, that Reddit did. 
It's Game like the stock. whole yeah, the, people yeah. buying stock in AMC. I heard it's very good. So it's like the it's like a dramatized story of what, how it happened. It's GameStop, not AMC. Not AMC's AMC. the other one. AMC they did after the GameStop, but it was yeah, GameStop and them sticking it to the hedge fund uh dudes there. But it would be really sad if this thing doesn't do well and nobody else takes a chance on some original sci-fi that looks amazing. Well, what did it need? The promotion, like these these guys to go out and promote it. You think well, that would help? Th- I mean, that would help all of these movies. So none of that was happening because of these strikes. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be a sleeper hit. I really think people are going to see it and they're going to be like, "Bro, this movie's really good," and it's going to spread. It might take a while. Everybody, get to your TikToks, all you young fuckers that listen to the show. Yeah, <laughs> if it's good and you like it, TikTok about it or whatever the fuck you do. You know, and, and it's embracing AI. The little girl's AI, and he's going to save her. So I don't know if anybody cares about that. Probably not. not. But it looks like a fun sci-fi movie. It'll just be sad to know that, like, if this movie is good and it makes, like, $15 million and no one goes to see it, it's, that's pathetic. I mean, the trailers already look better than some fucking $200, $300 million movies, right? The trailer's gorgeous the way he shot this thing on location uh, in these epic wide shots. And uh, so, and he did two big movies, so... We'll see. I think we're going to have to help. We're going to have to help this movie out, but I'm excited to talk about it next week. Let's help them out. We're going to help them out. Last thing in the news, I wanted to just mention uh, John Woo's next movie. I've mentioned this movie before. It has been 20 years since John Woo has made an American movie. The last one was Paycheck with Ben Affleck, Uh, but his new movie just got a release date. Silent Night will be coming out December 1st, 2023. The same day Godzilla Minus One is being released. Minus one. Minus one. <laughs> Silent Night, if you do, forgot, is an action movie without any dialogue that stars Joel Kinnaman. Here is the synopsis. It says, from legendary director John Woo and the producer of John Wick comes the gritty revenge tale of a tormented father who witnesses his young son die when caught in a gang's crossfire on Christmas Eve while recovering from a wound that cost him his voice. Kinnaman makes vengeance his life's mission and embarks on a punishing training regimen in order to avenge his son's death. Full of Wu's signature style, Silent Night redefines the action genre with visceral thrill a minute storytelling. This can be, it's going to be either really good or it's not going to work. It's going to be this clip. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. We'll see. Wow. What do you guys think of that? I kind of like that synopsis. I love that there's no dialogue. John Wu, Joel Kinnaman. I'm immortal sized balls deep in this. Oh, you're all in. <laughs> Call back to her, her, her Patreon. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I want to see a John Woo movie. Why not? I want to see what this guy's up to. Let's see what he's doing. The, the dialogue free thing yeah. is um, an interesting twist on this whole thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested as well. I'm not as balls deep as, <laughs> as Ruggs is. Yeah. Um, but John Woo doing an action movie released here, throw in the no dialogue thing, and there's at least a little bit of, well, hey, what, what's going on over here? What, I what think you're in for an interesting time either way. If it's good, if it's bad, you're you're, you're going to definitely uh, see something different at least. Uh, it's 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 Wu. It, Wu is good at telling uh, a story without dialogue. If you think about a lot of the, the action in his movie and putting drama in action, uh, he talking about this movie, The Vulture. It's uh, he says uh, that it, we're using music instead of language. It's all about sight and sound. 
But he does say the budget was a little tight. The schedule was tight. It made me change my working style. Usually for a big movie, we shoot a lot of coverage, then leave it to the cutting room. But in this movie, I tried to combine things without doing any coverage shots. I had to force myself to use a new kind of technique. Some scenes were about two or three pages, but I did it all in one shot. So maybe we're going to see a lot of cool long shots cut together. Uh, again, this could be genius or it could be a disaster. We're just going to have to wait and see, but we don't have to Ooh. wait long. Uh, it's a roll of dice. I can't wait to see uh, John Woo's latest. All right, let's take a quick break here, guys. Got to play some promos, and we're going to come back and talk about uh, it's a movie with some action people in it. <laughs> uh, you'll see right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm Imran. And I'm Sophia. I'm the brother. And I'm the sister. And we are watching a show about cousins. We're your hosts for Dance of Joy, a perfect strangers rewatch podcast. We grew up watching the 80s hit sitcom, and now we'd like you to join us every week as we rediscover our love for our favorite TV cousins, Balky and Larry. You can find our show at danceofjoypod.com and on all major podcast platforms. Now we are so happy, Sophia. We do the Dance of Joy. Imran, this is a podcast. They can't see us. Oh, po-po. We'll get you back to your regularly scheduled podcast in just a minute. But we want to introduce ourselves. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake on this highly produced advertisement. That's right. It's the History of Bad Ideas, a.k.a. Hobie. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Bad Ideas Podcast and on Facebook at The History of Bad Ideas. But if you like a podcast uh, roundtable with three to five guests, usually every week, depending on sick leave, uh, talking about all things geek, including movies, TV, I ain't getting paid for this shit. Blake bitching about something and ranting uh, and comic books and anything else that we can think of. We have a top five list every week, along with a box office news. And somehow we have listeners. So they send us some feedback we answer every week. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, Spotify, and any good podcast app. Because if you can't find us on that podcast app, it's not a good podcast app. Damn straight. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Listener, if you've been enjoying this show, it is a great time to give back to all the entertainment and join our Jock and Nerd Patreon fan club. Jock and Nerd! Just visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon and you could pick uh, any tier you want to jump on to contribute, to donate, and you get benefits like an exclusive RSS feed where the shows come out early. There's bonus content, instant reactions, uh, bonus shows. Uh, you can hang out with us on our monthly Discord. Like I said, we just had one. It was so much fun. We'd love to have you there. Uh, the next one will be Thursday, October 19th, 8 p.m. Central Time in the Americas. And uh, there's a tier where you can pick any movie you want for us to watch and review. There's a tier where you get an exclusive T-shirt. Lots of fun stuff over there. We appreciate everyone's support. It literally keeps the show coming out every week. Your support. You guys are producers uh, in, a, in essence of the show. So if you want to become a producer, join Patreon. Link in the episode description. Okay. Let's get to this week's movie review. We uh, are continuing our streak of action movies. We also have a streak going of really good movies. 
Uh, we'll see how that does. The, the streak continued this week. We are randomly s- decided to review The Expendables 4, although I believe it's pronounced expend forbles because they shoved the four where the a is which i don't think i don't know if it makes a lot of sense but how do you they did the whole fantastic fan four stick fan four stick how do you how would you say that expend forbles right expend forbles expend forbles expend forbles yeah. uh here's your spoiler alerts strap yourselves in you fucks spoiler time expend forbles this movie uh, is the fourth installment, of course, of the Expendables film series that started back in 2010 with the first one. Second one comes out 2012. The third one came out 2014. The last Expendables movie was fucking nine years ago. Wow. And th- wow. Then they decide to make <laughs> another one. On the Rotten Tomatoes, here's how this breaks down. The first movie comes in at 41%. The second movie comes in at 67%. Wow. The third movie, 31%, goes the other way. And this one, Expend Four Bulls, it actually went down right now. It's at 14%. 3.5 out of 10. Lame. 70% audience (laughs) rating, but it's at 14%. The budget on this movie, surprisingly, is $100 million. Uh, what do we just say? This is a bad time to be releasing movies, uh, especially this movie opening weekend. This movie opened with eight point three million dollars and is currently sitting with twenty one million dollars worldwide. It opened number two, didn't even open number one behind the nun Two. beat it out this weekend. But no movies made more than ten million dollars this last weekend opening weekend. So, right. This movie has a lot of bad press, though. Got a lot of bad press. Uh, just to compare, the first movie opened at like thirty-five million, goes on to make two seventy-four worldwide. The second movie opened at twenty-eight million. Third movie, fifteen million. The second movie's made the most, three hundred fourteen million. But uh, none of these really have done great at the box office. If you look at all the numbers, uh, this movie is directed by Scott Wall. Wall. Whoa. Wall. Wah. 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 Good Whoa. God, y'all. Uh, what is he good for? Whoa. This is his fifth feature Whoa. film. And actually, I've got some interesting information about him. We will get to afterwards from an interview with The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, screenplay by Kurt Wimmer, Max Adams, and a dude who's got the greatest name, Tad Daggerhart. That sounds like a fucking action hero right there. 80s action hero. I'm Tad. Tad Daggerhart. I will save you. <laughs> I'm a Tad Daggerheart. I'm just not a full Daggerheart. Just a Tad. Just a little Daggerheart. Just a Tad, yeah. Now, if you know this franchise, you know the list of uh, action stars from the 80s and 90s that have graced the Expendables team. Uh, you know, with you have Jason Statham. I'm just going to read a list of names. All these people have been in Expendable movies. Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Dolph Lundgren, Terry Crews, Jet Li, Randy Couture, Bruce Willis, Mel Gibson, Antonio Banderas, Wesley Snipes, Mickey Rourke, Chuck Norris, Liam Hemsworth, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, Harrison Ford is in one of the movies. Just like you should have led with Jean-Claude Van Damme. I don't know what took Jean- you so sorry, long. Well, I'm sorry, sorry, it, it shouldn't be at the end. Jean-Claude. <laughs> Did you re- mention Ronda Rousey as Ronda well? Rousey is another one. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just a crazy list of people. Uh, except for this one. A lot of those people. Uh, decided smartly to distance themselves. Returning in this one is only Jason Statham, Sylvester Stallone, Dolph Lundgren, and Randy Couture. 
from the original cast. Added to this cast, you have 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson, Megan Fox, Tony Jaw, Eco Uace, Jacob Escipio, Levi Tran, and Andy Garcia joining the cast this time around. Also, this time, this movie returns to an R rating. Uh, I guess the last one was PG-13. That didn't work out so well. But it is a nice uh, brief runtime at like an hour 40. Uh, it's not a super long movie. And I, maybe hour 40, it's still a little long. Anyways, Anthony, give me your history with the Expendables movies. Oh, it's it's brief. I've only seen part two. Okay. So I'm on this streak now of just watching the evens for the Expendables and not and ignoring the odds. So yeah, they that's that's my history. I've just seen part two. Part two. Okay. Haven't seen any of the other ones. I have seen all these actors and actresses and other things. Plenty of other things. Yeah. Just haven't watched them too much in the Expendables. No, and it's kind of crazy. There's a movie with like Stallone, Arnold, and Bruce Willis. Like when the fuck are you ever gonna see those guys together on the screen? Uh Ruggs, you've seen the the first three? I've seen them all. Okay. I've seen like the beginning of the first one, parts of the second one. I watched a bunch of like recap videos. That's about it. But before Oh my god. Yeah, I was like, uh, I don't know if I I don't have time. I need to go see this. So I kinda went in just cold. Before we get to that, Anthony, what happens in Expendables? It's been Expendables. The team is tasked with getting some nukes or uh, detonators before they cause an international incident in Libya. And while they are on the mission, one of the founding members of the Expendables passes away. Oh. And now the team is in disarray. And they have to reunite somehow to stop the terrorists with the detonators while also avenging their lost friend. Yeah, there's a, there's the old uh, steal some detonators to start World War Three plot. Sounds familiar. Also, a mole. There's a mole storyline. Everyone, you gotta have a mole every time. Got to have a good mole. Got to have a good mole. So, uh, Anthony, after this hour forty three minutes of the expended for bulls, what'd you think? We were on a streak of 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 good movies in the in the in the uh, theater. Yes, we were. Not only that, but I think we've seen a little bit of a. Nice action movie resurgence this year. You know, we've seen John Wick 4, and we've seen Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. You know, well, not Fast X, but we've seen Extraction, and yeah. we've seen... Maybe The Equalizer. Uh, Equalizer yeah. 3, yeah. And, and, you know, and and other avid things, maybe not. Maybe those are the only things, but we've seen some good things. Both of those streaks are now over. The streak is over! The streak is over. Oh, shit. This movie is complete garbage it's made even worse by the fact that it's a hundred million dollars i don't know where the hundred million dollars was spent yeah surprise uh reading the stats for the previous expendables movies i don't know even know why this was greenlit and made let alone for a hundred million dollar budget and it's i'm confident that i've only seen this is the second of the four i definitely think this is the worst one i i'm very confident (laughs) to tell you that this is the worst one it has to be can't be any worse than this uh, it looks like it's a movie that was direct to sci-fi, direct to TV. Yeah. Looks like something Frank Grillo would be in. No, it's worse um, than something Frank Grillo. Come whatever. On, come on. It's just, <laughs> it's completely awful. Um, there's very little redeeming in this movie. It has the actors and actresses, or well, actors mostly, 
that have done things in the past. It doesn't really utilize them. Maybe they're too old. Maybe the director doesn't know how to utilize them or shoot the action well, but there's really not much to like in this movie. I, I was completely bored. It's a movie that only has, I think, like, it really only has, like, two acts. I don't really even know if you can name a third act in the movie. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, you've seen all these people in better movies, and it's it's... I would say it's disappointing, but I didn't have high expectations. There's a way to do this movie and make it entertaining and fun and, and do it and do it right. And they they completely dropped the ball. This was the day. And it's the worst cast of Expendables they've had, too. So there you go. Uh, Rugs, what were your expectations going in? What did you think? What happened here? Well, like, you know, there's been three of these movies, and uh, they're all kind of... Um, the first two were the best because they kind of the third one's not too bad either. But like the first two was like they were getting getting all the eighties guys back and getting them into like a a vehicle for them to shine once more, like a diamond. and be like, hey, remember me when I used to kick ass? And uh, they were a little bit more spry. They were in their sixties and shit, so it wasn't that unfathomable. Um. And they've since, like every movie, they've lost more and more people, um, tried to bring in new blood. And um, even the third one is actually way better than this one because the third movie has Antonio Banderas and Wesley Snipes in it. And Mel Gibson. And Mel Gibson. And Mel Gibson's a great villain. And he's chewing up scenery. And... Uh, Stallone is in there. He's he's has a nice fight with Mel Gibson at the end. You never, you know, you, like come on, like you're gonna see fucking Mel Gibson when fight you, Stallone. Right, when you're going to see um fucking Indiana Jones right. and Rocky have a conversation, right? it's crazy. and then all of a sudden at the end of the movie, fucking uh, Stallone and fucking get Mel Gibson are throwing down. And the like, same thing with the one before it, like they had. The ending was with Van Damme versus Solo. Yeah. You never got to see that. So yeah. all of these kind of promises that you're looking for your whole life in your childhood for action movies, they do come true in those. That's why I actually like the second one better than the first one, because it has that Van Damme showdown oh, with, yeah. with, with Stallone. But the first one's actually really good, too. The first one's actually a real movie. OK, like it's it's like about them being old and going on one last mission and giving up the life. And then they. Once they had a hit, they just kept making more movies. But the thing with the third one is they made it PG-13, and that turned off a lot of people because they tried to, like, broaden the audience, and you never want to do shit like that. But this one, I don't understand what the fuck they're doing. (laughs) They didn't really bring any big names in. Right. You didn't have Antonio Banderas, but you had a guy it's a son. pretending it's his son. It's supposed to pretending be pretending ca- to be Jacob, Antonio Banderas. Jacob Sibio's character plays his son, I guess, but I don't know why they didn't tell you that. Right. Then you got um uh, it just was just uh Terry Crews didn't come back, so fifty cent comes in. Yeah. So you they, they tried to get guys who could mumble the most. Yes. Like, like <laughs> Dolph Lundgren not even trying to say his lines. <laughs> so and then like, okay, fine. Like y- y- Okay, you you could say Eco Waste and Tony Ja. They're the big names that they're bringing aboard here, which is great. But they were underutilized. Yeah. Yep. They were not used to the best of their ability. They didn't shine at all. They're just kind of there. Um, and just the way that they wrote this story, the inclusion of Megan Fox as like the leader de facto oh, boy. 
Um, the only part that I really liked about this movie was Jason Statham's raid on his own, like uh, like one man army thing yeah. through the boat. And I was just like, and that wasn't even great. That was just entertaining yeah. at that point. Um, but like literally in the beginning of the movie, there's this fucking raid going on to get the detonators. Right. And then they're all hanging out in New Orleans. Yeah. And then Garcia comes in and goes, you got to get over to New, York, New Orleans. And then they're there. <laughs> I'm like, how the, who the fuck time? Like, how long were they there? Like negotiating this thing? And like it doesn't make any sense. Uh, a lot of this and, movie makes no and sense. like I, a lot of people have pointed that out in their reviews, and I'm like, oh my god, you're reading my mind because this is exactly what I was thinking. Like, who wrote this? Like, what what timeline is this? And then, um, like everything was predictable. Like I knew Stallone didn't die. There's no way he's dead. Yeah. Um, I thought they had some joke that Megan Fox was banging Jason Statham's brother. With a picture of Jason Statham with a with a with a Fu Manchu mustache. Is that what that was? I don't know. Like, didn't make any sense. That first scene with Megan Fox is so terrible. She's just like screaming her, at like, him. Thank God, thank God, she's got one of those smokingest bodies ever. Because like that's the only thing that rede- like like she's so terrible as an actress. She sucks. <laughs> she really sucks. Um, and then like. Yeah, it was just terrible and uh, a lot of obvious green screen. They did. They literally do the same uh, car chase scene in every movie. Oh, yeah. Like the third movie has the exact same car chase through the factory. Yeah, exactly. Like note for note. So and the third third movie has Mel Gibson in it. This one doesn't. So just all around. um, Even Arnold's part in this. Arnold in this movie. No, he's not. At all, he's not in this Stallone movie. is yeah, barely in yeah. this movie. That's yeah. kind of weird. So Stallone and Arnold are not. In this. Yeah. The other movies just have more reason to like, like, like. There's no reason to give this movie a pass. The other ones at least had Arnold, Bruce Willis. You know, they had like people on screen that you'd never see together. I think Equal Waste and Tony Jaa have been on screen in other B movies. Yeah. So that's not even new. So like, you're not getting anything that's worth the price of admission um it's it's okay as an action movie if you like were in the mood for like a b movie but uh it's a hundred million dollar yeah movie that um they could have really produced something else they could have gotten some other like uh talents in there even Steven Seagal would have been. Oh funny. my god, they could have put Seagal in there with his- Imran I know you you gotta go your yeah. turn but let me just jump in yeah. real quick. Yeah sorry yeah because I, I, I want to say this while it's still fresh yes. in my head. I, I touched on it, and Ruggs is you know talking about it's $100 million, and it is a B-movie, but the fact that it's $100 million, and it fucking looks like the entire goddamn movie is filmed in front of a green screen yeah. is insane to me. Yeah. There are scenes where there are people talking to one another, and it looks like they're they in They don't look like they're screen. in the same room. None, no one looks like they're in the same room. No. The shots where they're doing the chase scenes oh, and they're on the turrets, yes. are, the gun turrets are like insanely bad. It's, uh, you could, For a hundred yeah, million dollar yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. they didn't film anything, it looks like, on location. No, the boat, they didn't film the boat anything. was all blue screen background. Anything. I mean, there are scenes where literally they are taught, like the opening scene where 
Stallone goes to Statham's apartment yeah. and opens the door, yeah. none of that looks real. Yeah, the background. It's a fucking house. <laughs> I know. The background looks really bad. None of that looks real. I love that. It's insane. <laughs> the car chase scene, you can clearly see like the line of the green screen and like nobody's hair is moving. There's no wind. It just cuts to the oh close my God. up. I mean, it's how does it look like that? With $100 million. million dollars. Who got all that money? Stallone took all the fucking money? P- P- uh, the, the rumors I've seen on the internet, everyone's like, is, was money being laundered? Like, what's going on? This, it, maybe this wasn't even for a, a movie. It was just the money laundering operation and they're like we got to put something out all right if, what do you think this movie should have cost oh god the way like, it looks yeah like 50 million Maybe. 50 40 50 million oh jesus christ 10 million less i mean <laughs> it looks worse than a lot of stuff that's i mean it looks cable, like they literally to took streaming. everyone and put them in a in a warehouse with a green screen so look i'm watching this movie ahead, and uh you know there's jokes attempting to be made there's stuff blowing up there's really bad fire and there's a lot of splattery heads, and I'm just fucking bored. I'm yep. literally, bo- I'm like, how can this be boring? None of the jokes are funny. The uh, Randy Couture cannot fucking act. Why? Fifty no. Cent, Megan Fox is horrible. It's but it's it's horrible performances given to horrible dialogue. I mean, Fifty Cent at one point he goes, "Snitches get stitches." Like nobody's ever said that before, and he just came up with the fucking thing. He sounds like he's asleep. All of them sound like they're just cashing a pay. What does Andy Garcia do? Andy Garcia has been in some really good movies. The fuck is he doing in this? He's collecting a paycheck. Uh, that's what he's the, doing. The, that's why it cost a hundred million. Not because it, that's the reason why it cost so much. Everybody was getting paid. Like, yeah, I think that if you look at what everyone got paid, the lion share of the money went to that, the, and then the, the rest of it went to the movie. I mean, it's surprising that they did this nine years later. Nobody's asking for this. They scale the whole thing down. Don't even worry about the premise of like adding more people or having these people together. Uh, I, and honestly, I did get kind of geek boner seeing Eco Ways and Tony Jaa. It was fun seeing Eco Ways play a bad guy, kind of. Uh, and Tony Jaa's character was kind of cool. Like, I would love a movie like a Jason Statham, Tony Jaa, buddy cop yeah. fucking movie. They shoot a kid in this movie, Imran. They did. Oh, my God. The bad guy did <laughs> shoot the mom. the mom. And they, he shot. He, he always shot a kid in the head off what? screen. It was oh, crazy. Oh, that scene where they shoot yes. the kid in the head. I was like, what are we doing? What? Well, no, not even. It's not only what are we doing. You look at it and the, the dad is going, oh, my God, like, please don't. And they bring up the dead mom. And yeah. she's like, you know. A bullet in the head and you're like oh this should be like a really tense scene and you cut to the kid and he looks he's like he's just, standing in line to piss yeah that kid like he's not even acting i could not stop looking at like, that expression on his face i'm like what this kid looks bored what does he do is that even a how, real kid? how do you make a hundred million dollar movie you take that you do you run that take and the director goes that's fine yep we got it that's good we got that <laughs> moving on we nailed that one the kid is like, how do you do that not reacting to anything or like, this like, isn't a re- like what the fuck that's not mean? this isn't real I I how, how does that how how does that pass quality control? I the, how about how about okay the Stallone fake out death I should have saw that coming but then the Stallone fake out death I literally put my hands up in the air like <laughs> what first of all they how sh- does this make sense they show the burnt corpse and they have the burnt hand with the ring giving middle they finger. didn't measure the size of the corpse is half the size of uh, it was Stallone. jumbo shrimp it was the little guy and then when he shows up at the end it's just kind of funny it's hilarious so Stallone I don't know where. knew that he was being let, let's like unwind so he murdered- a guy. <laughs> yeah. Stallone knew that he was being double crossed, so he murder he brings this unsuspecting dude that just took his ring. Right. Didn't really like need to die. And he knew that they were gonna be ambushed, and he he knew that this would be the reason that would get um Ocelot, Andy Garcia to expose himself. 
And then he just knew where in the middle of the ocean this guy would be to save Statham. Like, what? It's so convoluted. Yeah. So he had to die so records could Let be unsealed die. so they could find the clues. That, what? What? What is going on? Why is that even necessary? And But largely, it takes away Stallone. It be, this becomes a Statham movie. And, uh, yeah, it's supposed I, to be a passing of the torch. And then Stallone's yeah. just like, yeah, psych, I'm it's back. Like, um, yeah. And then he's like, oh, by the way, I'm not dead. Um, you know what's funny? Remember last week we talked about who walks out of movies? Why would you do that? This would have been the movie. I would have walked out on if I no, did. No, I would never have walked no, out I on think, this movie. I think I kind of would have. I watched it the whole time. I was like, because I knew what I was in for, but I just couldn't believe that they were like, I just couldn't believe there wasn't uh, something that I could forgive myself for watching it. Like, I go, yeah, there's no like, oh, uh, well, Arnold's here. So, uh, and Stallone. So I don't give a shit how bad this movie. I'm sitting with this whole thing. It was there was nothing like that. Like here, was, there's nothing. But was there worth the price? Are, is there any bright spots? I like the the ship. I, I got scene, a couple. Okay, I thought the, the when they're on the ship, that scene where they're riding motorcycles through the ship, that was it reminded me of like Under Siege in a good oh, way. That was all right. That was okay. That was a decent scene. Uh, um, I, I would go Megan Fox being hot. Okay, that helps. I, that helps. But I do not buy for a second that she is the leader of the Expendables. No. Why wouldn't you pull her hair back? It's getting in her face. This is oh, not going to help. They, they don't go with the hair thing. That, that's a, such a Look at what she's it, wearing know, to a fucking... To a mission. Fuck the shit out of me. I was like, pull your fucking hair back. How are you going to see anything? Shoot people. Your hair is on. She, she's just written terribly because the first scene you see her in, she's this like psycho girlfriend yeah. that they're making fun of. And yeah. then you're supposed to be like, oh... I'm on board with her being the leader. Like yes. it's just horrible writing. But she's like um, she's in that argument. She's like, I'm more skilled than both of you. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> they just yeah. throw that in they there. Just throw that in there. So I would go her being hot. I laughed out loud when Dolph Lundgren takes a sip of alcohol and goes just go <laughs> and then as I start shooting people, that made me laugh. It's an anti sobriety message. He needed to drink to yeah, be a great, great message. Yeah. And then I, I thought it was neat. To see Statham and Eco Uase fighting. That was a great fight. I thought that neat, was a good fight. No, it wasn't no, a great fight. No. Don't don't Imran stop. Okay. It was not a great fight, but I thought it was kind of neat to see them two fighting, yeah. but they completely like the director just doesn't know either know doesn't either it's just bad choreography or he just doesn't know how to shoot action because it's shot too up close. It doesn't yeah. utilize the fact that both of these guys can actually like throw down. It's just it's it's not an epic fight. It's a bad boss fight. And then you realize that Eco Uase isn't even the boss, so it's just yeah. like Complete shit. <laughs> but all of that was largely predictable about Andy Garcia being ocelot. Oh yeah, and come on. The, the, the mole thing. The mole thing was the whole ridiculous. Fighting the whole fight, the guy and girl fight each other that turns into a sex scene. Like these oh, are yeah. all just classic tropes that we see in action movies. If done right, they'd be kind of nostalgic and fun. But in a shit movie, it's it just makes it. So d- you didn't like uh, Jason worse. Statham looking for work and then becoming the bodyguard of that influencer. I like seeing then, him in a, in a in a suit again. <laughs> sh- that was a nice little callback to that the guy on, on live video. That was kind of. I guess it was like, kind of cute, but it just the jokes don't land. Like the no. running joke with Couture telling the story about his ear. He says like, that. Talk, every, no one talks. I like think that. he says that in every movie, right? That cauliflower ear know. story. Uh, no, none. No, of, no one's written with any real dialogue. No, like, no one actually are. talks like the way they do, and it's not funny. So it doesn't. It just. Did doesn't you like land. the golden shower thing? Oh yeah, oh, we yeah, got the golden, golden shower, shower joke. Because the herpes, there's like a. You guys are like herpes, you know, and, and they do the thing where they trap all the prisoners in yes. the room, but they don't give a good excuse for why they didn't just shoot them on sight. <laughs> They're just standing around. They're just like, oh, we'll just trap the expendables in the room instead of killing them on sight. Barney's ring was on a dildo in that bar. That was hilarious. 
probably oh, yeah. the dildo had a better performance than anybody in this movie. <laughs> Ask me, it was more believable. That ring didn't melt, by the way. It's unmelted. Oh yeah, it crashes in the fire. I don't know. How about when Stallone flips that big guy over the bar? I was like, what? Nah, I don't think so. You're 70 years old, bro. What are you doing? Uh, why? Yeah, I mean, they just they. You have Tony John Eco so maybe they're too old. I don't know, but you just you didn't even showcase their awesome fighting. Like, I didn't get to see. I saw Tony Jaw throw down, but I didn't see him like knee or elbow anyone that like was memorable. Yeah, he did like a little Muay Thai like move for a second, but there's lots of shaky cam, lots of cuts in the. the this is just not good. Just there's no just not no not charm, good. no nostalgia, nothing that this would all be forgivable if this movie was direct to TV. Right. If I stumbled across this uh, one Saturday afternoon, I would stop and watch and be if, like, if yeah, you were scrolling yeah. through Amazon right. Prime yes, and saw this pop up for free, yeah. you'd probably give it a watch. So let's talk. It's just the fact that it's the worst of the Expendables. Movie. I mean, those are all. Like, yeah. The Expendables are like bar. bad. They're bad movies with a bad, almost bad on purpose movies. And this is just be- not bad on purpose. It's no. just bad. Uh, let's bad. talk about the director and a couple of other. So they are, they originally wanted people. They considered uh, Pierce Brosnan, Jack Nicholson, and Clint Eastwood to you know pad it out. Uh, but none of those guys came through. So Scott Waugh just directed a movie for Netflix. He wanted to do a movie with Stallone, and Stallone was originally supposed to star with Jackie Chan in that movie Hidden Strike. That came out this year that also I heard is not good at all. I didn't even bother watching it. I was like, John Cena ends up being in it. It's John Cena, Jackie Chan. And I just fucking scrolled by it. But he is, uh, you know, we talk about Chad Stahelski, Sam Hargrave, these stunt guys turned directors. He's like one of the original of those guys. He is a former stunt man turned director. Uh, and uh, his father, Ruggs, was the stunt double for Nicholas Hammond. In the 70s Spider-Man show. The original. Oh, shit. His father is the original live action. Oh, shit. Spider-Man, technically. Wow. Uh, and he has a brother that also directs. But uh, in this article, he talks about wanting to elevate the action and making the choices. And I'm like, bro, I don't see any of this in this movie. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what all <laughs> this bullshit is you're saying because none of that is in this movie. No. Yeah. Not no. a good effort at all. Uh, no, it, I, I, someone, uh, Sean Chandler, I watched his review before I even watched the movie, and yeah. then I watched it again after. And he, It might have been him or someone else was just like, if you're going to do these movies, what you need to do is like either get some up-and-coming dude that like wants to make a name for himself in action that grew up watching this shit. And I, maybe Scott Waugh did, but he's just not the right guy. Or get someone from like Asia that's like off the wall and let them run with it and see what they do. You know what's surprising? He says in this article, he just worked with, for that movie, Hidden Strike, he worked with Jackie's Hong Kong stunt team, Jackie Chan's Hong Kong stunt team, and he brought in Alan Ng from Jackie Chan's stunt team to help with the stunts, and it's still not the greatest. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened. I don't think the stunts were bad. I just think the way he shot it was bad. Yeah. It was, I don't know. It felt like you had, like, you you have to shoot like like that when you're shooting Liam Neeson or like old guys. But when you got Eco Wace and like Tony Ja and Jason Statham, which are they're pretty they're pretty capable still. Right. 
Oh, his. You don't need to do his that. brother is Rick Roman Wah, who has directed uh, Greenland, Kandahar, Angel Has Fallen. Uh, you know what, what's interesting? interesting too is the movie. Um, he can only do. I mean, he didn't do a good job. Let's. I'll get that out of the way. Yeah. It's also tough that the whoever was in charge of like the locations was like you're not doing anything on location, right. which is awful. Yeah. Like you put that guy at a shit spot. The last thing is though. I, like, another thing that I noticed when I watched the Sean Chandler review and then I was watching the movie is they were basically saying like the cameras like were almost too bright. Oh, as interesting. In, like, it looked it made the movie look not cinematic. It made it look like a TV. Flat. Thing. That's yeah. lighting. That's the issue. That's bad lighting. I mean, and, like I, and I noticed that too. Where like again, I, I go bounce back to that opening scene. Yeah. One of the opening scenes where Statham shows up or Stallone shows up at Statham's house and he's arguing with Megan Fox and it doesn't look like they're actually in the same room. Yeah, it's super and bright. And it's just shot in a way that's super bright. Behind Stallone, like he's on a set or it's a green screen or something. Like green screen yeah, the house. Something's just... off. Yeah. No, the, whole, I, the whole thing, I mean, it's just it's just flabbergasting this was $100 million. In nine years. And nobody's asking. Who is asking? For nine, I could have expendables. I could have forgiven the bad green screen. I could have forgiven the... Uh, the lighting and the cameras that they used and all that stuff. If the action was shot well, I don't like there. I've seen some action movies that look like they were shot on cardboard, like the raid. All right. looks like it's shot terribly. Like, mm-hmm. like whatever the cameras that they're using. But if the action translates, it's still, it ascends beyond what it is. So it's just, it's, it's, it's a combination of all these things being not great. And they kind of, exaggerate all of the flaws even worse so like as i said you could overlook a lot of this stuff if you had great action and the story was engrossing and the characters were good and the dialogue was snappy and i think all of that did not work none of it i did like seeing tony jack kick some ass that was well how would you rate this movie uh okay i who wants to go first We'll just rate it and rank it. I haven't seen the others. I'll go first. I haven't seen the others, but this is uh, a generous like five, four, four and a half. That's where I'm putting it. Yeah, Anthony. Um, have you seen all the Expendables? No, no. Okay, I was no. going to say but, rank it. Well, we'll have rugs do that at the end. Okay, we'll have them rank it. Yeah. Uh, this movie is. I mean, it's it's so it's complete shit. It's complete garbage, as I mentioned, made worse by the fact that you you have the budget of $100 million and it looks like that. Also made worse by the fact that you guys have said this, who asked for a movie this like nine years later? Like It was already trending down. Why did they make this? And they add on to the fact that, you know, while they don't have the best cast of Expendables, they still have guys that... You know Stallone and 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 uh, Statham and uh, Eco Uase and Tony Jaa. That's, that's really all the action stars they have yeah. actually. But um, there's still some guys that I loved seeing kick ass in other movies, and they don't utilize it. So factoring all that in, this movie's a three. Oh boy! <laughs> it, it 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 it'd be it would be a five if it was a, a made for TV movie, but the fact that it's, it's it's not. I love this tagline too. It's they'll die when they're dead, which makes whatever. It's just as bad as the movie. 
Rugs. If you watch the third movie, there's a good opportunity for them to like kind of relaunch the franchise because at the end of the third movie, they're all like Arnold and Stallone are like, yeah, I'm getting out of this business. Like, this is it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, at that point in the movie, um, he gets together this new crew, this young crew. And um, you could move into the next movie where Stallone is just a guy who gives the missions and maybe shows up like uh, you know, as the cavalry when they need him, you know what I mean? Yeah. And in a fucking jet. So he doesn't have to do much, but he could still be a presence in the movie. And you don't have to like lower yourself to try and make this 80 year old bordering on 80 year old guy, uh, like be a badass. Um, and, and really like flesh out some new characters that will have some longevity because what happens is in every movie, they, they get a new crew. And then the ones that they have as the, as the staples, like the only really big name out of all the ones that were, were Jet Lee and Dolph Lundgren. Right. Like no one cares about Randy Couture really that yeah, much. No, not I mean, anymore. Yeah, I, when I that mean, movie came out, he was a star, but or not. Yeah. he was big, but not this. Not this. And point. like Terry Crews is cool, uh, but you know he's, you know he's, he's kind of like a jokey not, guy. Yeah, he's not like the first name that you think of in action no. movies. He's just a big he's dude, big, you know. Yes, and so, they're, and they're just like. Well, we don't have Terry Crews, who's another big black guy. Yes. Oh, 50 we'll, Cent. We'll put 50 Cent in here. Nobody's going to notice. <laughs> right. So, like, they don't... But so they keep putting in these people. and So they had an opportunity to do something great, and they they did the, the worst version of it. Um, the best of the Expendables, I'm going to say... First Expendables is a good movie. I'm going to put two over it just because of Van Damme and Stallone together. Like, you, that's the only time you're going to see that. And uh, it's... And they do have a a cool fight at the end, and he and Van Dan does the kicks. The next yeah. one is the first ex, first Expendables is really good, more of a movie, more of a real movie about getting old and doing one last mission and being like fuck it, very hyper violent, exploding heads. Uh, this one's filmed on location, like it feels more real. All right, and the third one is is good. It's just PG thirteen. Not really a terrible story. No, nowhere near as bad as this one. And this one's not the dead bottom. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Oh, the blood effects in this movie are like there's head splattering the and they're so bad. They're just like these flat and it, CGI blood. Can, can you if you drop an anchor of a giant fucking steamship, will it spin around like that? I don't know. That would be disastrous. I don't know if that's possible. Imran, just not, did you not nut yourself when they did the 50 cent needle drop? Oh, yeah. 50 Cent playing his own music to distract people. I thought that was hilarious. The forklift? I, I, you I don't know, know what? what you heard about me. That one didn't get me as much as like when you do like the old school hip hop, like a Cypress Hill or a Dale Soul. I was like, I was almost expecting. <laughs> 50 Cent is now considered old school. Now, I know he is, but I wasn't like into him that much when he came out. But I just thought, I'm like, why are you playing your own music? Okay. Okay. Sure. This makes no sense in the movie, but why not? I, but yeah. Yeah, they, it's just don't don't waste your money. Uh, do not recommend. Yeah, wait for it to come out uh, on and whatever. Even then, you probably yeah. Even then, even then, you could be like, "What this. the fuck did I just watch?" Watch it for Megan Fox's nipples. That's yeah. About it. Oh yes. Yeah, and one, one last comment to it. it. The thing is, <laughs> like this this series or this franchise was created because there was a lack of old school action movies, right? So they they did it. All the guys got together and they did it. And they did it for a while, and they've done three of these. 
you know, now we're nine years later. While we're not getting as many action movies as we would uh, we did in the eighties and early nineties, we're actually getting good action movies yeah. again. Yeah. So like, this isn't even filling that void. Yeah, right. It's just like, what what are we filling with this? Why did we do this? No, it's I think the franchise is dead now, and they'll probably stop. I can't imagine them continuing no, yeah, they can't. with a fifth one. I mean, why do you think they couldn't hold on to Mel Gibson? And, I mean, not Mel uh, Antonio Banderas and Wesley Snipes, like. Like they're not retaining any of these guys that they're digging up. You, they're just Ar- coming and going. Arnold's like, ah, uh, no, I'll pass on this one. That's okay. Well, Bruce Willis is. We know right. why he's Bruce not Willis in it. makes sense, but I think they all saw the writing on the wall where this thing was going, and they're like, we're just we're just gonna leave. It's fine. But they were doing like a whole transition to Statham, right? But it was like, what is who is Statham's crew? Like, what would make you watch this? Like he doesn't yeah. even have a crew to. to if there's no with. Stallone, who do you have? Just Lundgren. That's it. And right? he's, and he's it, mostly and Jason sitting down or lying down in this movie. Dolph Lundgren. Uh, he's yeah. sick. I think he was sick filming. This oh movie really? Too. Is that? I, is that a th- I don't. Know, maybe not. I read this other review that also mentioned that uh, the Jason Statham just had another bad movie come out, The Meg Two, and apparently the end of that movie is very similar to the end of this movie, or it's like exactly the same shit over again. Uh, so they were like, "Why, why, why are we watching this again?" Just saw it in the mag too. Yeah, Lundgren's battling kidney cancer. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah. Poor Dolph. I was watching the movie. I was like, he looks skinny. Yeah, maybe that's why he had that, that wig that and shit on. They worked yeah, it into the movie. Yeah. They, they, they oh, worked. why did he even mention it? I don't know. It's kind of weird. I wouldn't even have thought he had a wig on. Yeah, me neither. Shit. And they and I was like, "Is that that's a wig?" I don't get it. That line was like, "There, that's self consciousness." Yeah, like he should never have mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Yeah, so yeah, it's just a sad, the whole sad thing. end to this yeah. whole thing. <laughs> this franchise is done. Nothing redeeming. Maybe a little. Bit. Well, everyone's trying to get a check so yeah. they can, like you know, like yeah. you know, go out with a bang. We're gonna let's if see want, next week. Our streak of good movies should return. We broke our streak. It was sad. It was kind of like breaking your vomit streak. You know, that's why a little bit I hesitated, but we had to do it. That's what happens. <laughs> That's what happens. Sometimes this, you got to puke. That's showbiz, baby. Sometimes you just got to puke and break your streak. It's fine. Okay. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> it stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Yikes. I uh, got one thing from our buddy Rokas Borokas on the Facebook group. He says, haven't posted in a while, but this feels like a discussion for the nation. He posted this graphic that has four uh, Hong Kong action stars, right? Are they all Hong Kong? Or one Thai? Uh, the people are Donnie. Well, no. What? No. Who, who are the four in there? Donnie Yen, Jackie Chan, Jet yeah. Li, and uh, Tony Ja. Tony Ja is not a He's Hong not. He's from Thailand. Star. That's right. But you got you got, you got four martial arts action uh, stars, uh, and he says you put these four in a room. Who's coming out first? Here are the parameters: no weapons, no gear, no superpowers, hand to hand only, and all respective movie feats considered, regardless of their movie character name. So they have Donnie Yen from Ip Man. Anybody know Jackie Chan? What movie is that? I don't know these other movies. Oh, what I, what movie this yeah. is? I have no idea. What movie is Jet Li in? There. No idea. Okay, well, that's Ung Bak. Uh, it says, obviously, and Tony John, Ung Bak. But uh, what do you guys think? First, throwing out the, the movie part, 
these four, it's an interesting question. They get you put them in a room hand to hand only. Who comes out? I think that uh, Donnie Yen is he knows MMA. Oh, he does, and he he does know Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. So if he could, if the if the fight ended up going into a grapple, I think he could probably dominate oh. because the other guys don't have that skill set. To my knowledge, they might know it. I, I just don't know that they know it. But like he's been very public and putting it into his movies and like Flashpoint, he started doing stuff like that oh, in the movies. Oh, interesting. My first instinct was I just want I wanted to vote for my boy Tony Jaw. This is just this athleticism. <laughs> That's the second one I would pick. He's yeah. Fast. He's did crazy shit in Ungbok at the Protector. I just I want to see him come out on top. He might be the youngest one in the yes, group. Yes. Also, too. Donnie Yen is a little bit older. I was thinking about that too. But Tony Jaw looked like he was getting up there in this movie a little bit. I don't know how old he is. Anthony, what do you think? I appreciate the question, Rokas Barakas. I also think it's kind of a silly question because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what what are we are we are we asking if who's the best in a real fight? Or are we acting about asking their characters? I don't know. Right. Uh, I don't know. I, I would <laughs> maybe lean Tony Jaw because he knows Muay Thai and everyone else doesn't. Um. But if Rug says that Donnie Yen knows some MMA, then the guy that knows more different a variety of martial arts is probably going to win. So Donnie, Donnie Yen, I maybe Donnie Yen. Uh, we have- I feel like it's a it is like a toin, a coin toss. I said a toin toin toss. toss. It's a coin toss. Uh, I'm assuming we're getting everyone in their prime because Tony Jaa is younger than a lot yeah, of these guys. Yeah, right. Okay, so if everyone's in their prime, so we had some uh, answers from our listeners, John Campbell. Says as much as I love Detective John Campbell, I, it's not a Tuma. John Campbell says as much as I love Jackie, he's going down first. If there isn't anything lying around for him to use, honestly, I feel like Tony Jaw takes this after a tough fight with Donnie Yen. Oh, that's interesting. Blake Braden just said Tony Jaw exclamation point. Uh, Rug Boy, oh, you said Yen. I put that in there, and you said Tony Jaw. Anthony Chris Marin said, "Why are Yen and Jaw restricted to single character each?" And they put hung. I don't know what that means. Uh, John Bellotti Sam Jr. Hung. He means Sam O'Hung. Oh, Sam O'Hung will beat all of them. John <laughs> Bellotti Jr. says, I love how Tony Jaw and Donnie Yen are named after their movies while the others aren't. So I don't get it saying those two movie characters versus two real life characters. So Bellotti also didn't understand the question a little bit. I just said, throw them in a room in their prime. Who comes out? Uh, yeah, I'll put my money on Tony Jaw. Anyways, that was fun. It's fun to think about. Let's finish up with some what are we watching, Anthony? How are the sneaker videos? What have you been watching? Oh, uh, shit. Too many fucking sneaker videos, and now these goddamn bear bricks. Oh, you're into the bear bricks now. Oh, boy. It's getting costly. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just looking at shit and wondering how much money I can spend before I go into debt. Um, <laughs> other than that, though, I, I, I intended... I watched The Expendables 4, and I was like, shit, I want to watch now another movie yeah. that's supposed to be a team-up. So I watched 10 minutes of Triple Threat. Oh. And then I got tired. Who's so in that one? I liked the first 10 minutes. It was, It's uh, Tony Ja, Eco UAs, oh. Michael J. White, and oh. I think Scott Adkins is also. Oh. Right. Yeah, that's that's oh. it. Yeah. So I, I plan to watch that at some point. Maybe I'll watch it tonight after we're done recording. Was but, it good, uh, the first 10 minutes? It wasn't bad. Um, it's a B movie. Yeah. So. It's a B movie, but the the right away, there were the scenes in the beginning, you could tell that they... I don't know if they're on location per se, but there are those are real things that are happening around them, like real explosions, real trees, oh. real huts, 
are real set huts. It's not like them talking in front of a green scene. So that's already good. And within the first 10 minutes, you see like a quick equal UA's Tony Jaa like scuffle. Oh, man. I want to see this. It's 67% on Rotten Tomatoes from 2019. I've been talking about this. You have, haven't you? Now well, he, he brought it, it up. Okay. I, I just re- I've remembered it ever since. And I was like, Whoa. do I want to watch the original Expendables or do I want to watch Triple Threat? And I was like, I'm disappointed that Eco and Tony Jaa got in their um, American film here and they didn't have anything to do. I know. They gave nobody anything to do but fucking Jason Statham. Well, one more, one more quick thought. What, what also is sad too, I know we're taking this back, is Tony John Eco Uase get to hand, get to star in Expendables Four. Yeah, right. Like as their like uh, American, like we're gonna give this these these Asian actors yeah. an American movie, yeah. and they they can shine one more time. It's Expendables Four. Yet fucking Donnie Yen gets John Wick Four. Oh shit! Yes, and like, like, look how cool Donnie Yen yeah, looks that, in that movie, yeah, that, and look how not cool Eco Uwes and Tony Jaa are. Yes, yeah. I mean, so. well, that you know what, Keanu's coming back for one more, and uh, he's gonna call. I guarantee Tony Jaa is gonna be in it. Oh my god, that would be he's great. Could have been John Wick Five. Oh, I'd love to see that. That'd be Eco was already in one of the Wicks, right? Wasn't he? Uh, it was no. It was the Mad Dog and the in the um. And the main bad guy in part two, those two guys were in it. Oh, but so Eagle Waste has never been in no, any of the John Wicks? No. no. He was in Star Wars for a hot second, Force Awakens. Mm. Yeah. Okay. yeah. His no, mad dog and the other guy. Ra Ra Yuion. Rurion. Yeah. And then the other guy. The other guy. I forget the other the guy. The one from from uh, the raid two that he fights in the kitchen. Oh, those that guy. two guys oh, oh. get to fight yeah, yeah. John Wick for it. And they're both like, it's such an honor to fight you. Oh. And he, like both. It's a great fight. That's right. That's that one. They're in John Wick 3, excuse yeah. me, where they're kicking him through glass and shit. And I mean, the fact that we had, like you said, again, we had an amazing John Wick movie and all these action movies, like they set the bar high and this thing didn't even try. They didn't even fucking try. It just, why did, I mean, I love Donnie Yen, but why can't these other guys get yeah. that love? Like, still, stick these guys in a Mission Impossible. Dude, there's still time. And I tell you, I would watch Jason Statham, Tony Jaa buddy movie with lots of action. I'd fucking watch that. Actually, Tony Jaa was in a Fast and Furious movie. Oh, he was? Yeah. Yeah. He fights He fights Paul Walker, but Paul Walker's actually dead by the time, so they had to like put his brother in it. Oh, shit. Like, CGI his face. Oh, yeah. shit. Was that scene any good? Was that fight any good? Yeah, they have How him jumping it? around a lot. Okay. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Flip kicking. He, he's like a monkey jumping around. <laughs> well, speaking of the John Wicks, anybody watch the first part of The Continental on the cock? No, oh, that's, it was bad. Uh, we're sliding into what are we watching? Yes, we've already been in what are we? Uh, we've been here for a uh, bit. Oh, <laughs> I've we've been here. Yeah, yeah time. I, I was talking about shit that I was watching, but nothing too bad. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Have uh, you seen? Did you watch the Continental Rugs? I did watch it. Yes, I watched. What did it. you think of part one? I watched it also. I think ultimately uh, not interested in it, but it did have a couple of cool fight scenes and. Uh, like that stairwell fight scene yeah. in the beginning yeah, was good, yeah. and then the the ending scene was was entertaining. Um, it did evoke a Stileski type, Stahelski, whatever yeah, you want to say yeah. it, uh, type of fight scene. Um, ultimately, I'm not interested in the, these char- any of these characters. I don't give a fuck about what's going yeah, on. Winston, it was. I thought it was okay. They introduce a lot of characters. You know, you know, so it's going to take time to get to know them. Uh, you know, the story about his brother 
was kind of compelling. Winston's brother and his background. Uh, his brother is fucking stone cold killer like John Wick with a single headshot, body shot, headshot. Mel Gibson's in it. Mel Gibson plays the yes, current uh, head of the Continental. He gets to be a little crazy and over the top. Um, I feel like it's all right. It's all I right. wanted to know more about the Continental and less about Winston and his brother. You got a young Sharon there. That's kind of fun to see. It, uh, it, I mean, any John Wick spinoff has to have high level action. It, but it doesn't. It it's like it miss. It's missing like Keanu and the whole thing that he brings to the thing. So the seventies setting the is great. That he the whole the his thing. whole very vibe, descriptive. His whole charisma. But there's like seventies music and the set, the set design, the cars are pretty cool from seventy. But it was okay. I, I mean, it's only three parts. I'm gonna continue watching. It's it's basically a John Wick sandwich. It's like it's got action scene in the beginning, yeah. action scene at the yeah. end, and the middle is just like guy, guy walking around asking a lot questions of characters and being talking. introduced. Yeah, All yeah. So maybe the next episode will hit the ground running and it'll be a little bit more urgent. Yeah in its pace but uh, i was like okay this is moving a little slow guys let's this is john wick shit let's go mm. and uh, it didn't really there is something about the continental and the and the, what do you what do they call themselves the high, the high table. table yeah but they don't really get into it that much it's just kind of this ancillary thing mel gibson's in charge of, he's the bad guy it, it, it just seems like a a gangster he doesn't really there's no, the mystique isn't there. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's so. something missing that the movies have, but it's not horrible. Like, it's well made. Uh, I will continue to watch. But it's, it's fine. fine. I'll, it's okay. I'll stick with it. It's not like it's not like I'm never, you know, if it has a, a couple of scenes like that, every every uh, installment, it's probably worth checking. Yeah, out. no, there was some decent action. So, OK, wait, let's finish quickly with um, Ahsoka part six rugs. Because spoilers, spoiler alert! Oh, they gave us a lot. They gave us Thrawn. They gave us Ezra Bridger. Uh, some of it was cool. Some of it might be confusing. Uh, did you enjoy all the callbacks to Rebels? You saw his ship uh, and these night troopers and Ezra and uh, little fun creatures. We got to see everything. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think? So I thought it was okay. I'm not really mad at this series. Like, I'm not really butthurt about any of this. I, uh, it is Star Wars-y in the, in the grand scheme of things because I watched Rebels and I watched Clone Wars and I, I understand, you know, all these things that they introduced were kind of like, uh, hinted at or, or even covered in these things. So it feels like it's part of that Star Wars. And so I'm cool with it because I already was a, a proponent of that stuff. I could see if that you never were into the other ancillary stuff and you tried to watch this, you'd be like, what the fuck? Was, why do I care about this guy? And whatever. So um, I do think that there's going to be two different reactions to it, depending on what kind of person you are. Like you're less informed about these series, right? Imran. I mean, I, yeah, I'm between like casual and real hardcore that have watched everything. So I, you know, I get the lore that they're pulling from, but I can also see how someone would be like, this guy is such a fucking big badass. Where the fuck he's been this whole time. Also, he got a little chunky, uh, 
on there. I noticed. Yeah, that was weird. Like I would have thrown a cape on him or something. Yeah, he's very his gut. He's slender in the show, and yeah, he must have been Admiral Prawn, like eating like just handfuls of eating those little of those little shell creatures uh, on the planet. Yeah, he was. And then I also was, thought like Sabine and Ezra's reunion could was a little lackluster. Like, wouldn't you be a little more enthusiastic? You've been looking for this guy for this years. chick literally like endangers the entire universe to find this. She kid. caved and she gave him the map and went with them just to find this kid. And and when she sees him, she's like, "Oh, you're right like, there. Oh, hey, oh, hey, how's, what's how's up? It going? <laughs> Let me give a hug. Let me give one of them bro hugs." I was like, really? That's all? That's all? And then he's like, how's it going? Where have you been? How'd you get here? And she's like, I don't want to talk about that right now. Wouldn't you want to tell him everything? Like, oh, my God, you will never believe what it took for me to get here. And she's like, you know what? Let's talk about that later. I'm like, okay. All right. Whatever. Two episodes left. We'll see how much crazier it gets. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We got Thrawn. Uh, He's here. Great. I feel like this was one of the better episodes. I did like that they introduced these new stormtroopers and the witches of Dathomir. Yeah. Are those you think those night troopers are all dead too, being kept alive by these witches? Well, they were like I don't know about the troopers, but they were definitely um, like transporting like uh, coffins. Yeah, into what were the, they? The what ship. was that cargo? So the, yeah, there's gonna be a zombie army. It's gonna be zombie shit. There was car- I love that they were had tape all over them. They're all banged up, being held together for God knows how long. Yeah, they're using the witch's magic to be held yeah. together right there. Yeah, they mentioned Maybe. like Dathomir and the, yeah, you see the night original. Whenever you witches. see gold, yeah. the gold and the red, it seems like it's, it's part of the witch stuff and, because uh, I think that's like some kind of Japanese uh, way of of repairing that's things. That's correct. use gold. Yes, it's like an old Japanese culture thing. So it's like an ode to that. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, we're, we're probably going to see some zombie shit happening soon. I mean, I'd love the creature that was like a horse dog kind of creature. And I was excited to see like another planet and another galaxy. I was like, oh, shit, what's this going to look like? A whole nother galaxy. Eh, it's, there's not a lot going on there. It was it was it was reminiscent of that cartoon era of Star Wars. So he's and I think that's doing Rebels. That's it's very, you know, yeah, it's the Filoni version, it's a cinematic version of Rebels. This would would this have worked as like the the uh, the new prequel uh, trilogy, the sequel trilogy? Let Filoni because it seems like at least Filoni has a plan, right? Those fucking last three movies, there was no plan. They just made well, narratively, narratively they you know the the story is they want to find Ezra. Yeah. All right, they know that they're these people are are Ezra's in the same place where Admiral Thrawn is, and so the they're just both converging on the same path to get there. It all makes sense. Okay. So um, in that, in that respect, it, yeah, narratively it makes sense. So the story is fine. Well, then Ahsoka's going to show up. She's still on her way there in the whales. How are they going to get back? They're going to need the whales. So uh, we'll see. We'll see two episodes left and uh, it could be fun. Okay. That's it for this week. I'm out this week again. Remind everybody, the creator, go watch it. I'm going to post a spoiler thread in our Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation. So you want to I join hope that? It's good. I'm. Uh, I think we uh, have something special to look forward to. I'm looking forward to the creator. That's what we'll be doing. But we're done for now. Rugs, where can the people find you online? You can find me on X at Really Rug Boy. Come by, say hi, follow me while you can. Give them a follow. All those links and things are in uh, the show uh, description for this episode, or you can visit our website anytime, jockender.com. 
Most importantly, share the show with a friend. Spread it around. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. Beep you next time. This is going great. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. I like turtles. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good.